You're listening to Love and War with David Harwood. This is a weekly podcast where David offers spiritual insights that are aimed to enhance your relationship with God, yourself, and others. If you are edified by what you hear, please recommend this podcast to people you love. Now, here's David. In our last podcast, we noted some attitudes that we might strengthen to replace self-directed, rotten attitudes. Paul exhorted the Ephesians to be kind and compassionate towards each other. As we've uncovered, we are called to be kind and compassionate in the way we speak to ourselves and about ourselves. As in all fallen, sinful behavior patterns, we are called to stop it, turn around, and instead start doing something else. Here are the two verses we were visiting, Ephesians chapter 4, verses 31 and 32 from the Lexham English Bible reads like this, All bitterness and rage and wrath and clamor and abusive speech must be removed from you together with all wickedness. Become kind toward one another, compassionate, forgiving one another, just as God in the Messiah has forgiven you. Today. We're moving on to the last attribute in this verse. It is translated forgiving. I think there is an attitude beneath the surface that might prove helpful. So let's concentrate upon maintaining a forgiving attitude towards ourselves. Become forgiving. We should forgive each other. We've been commanded to do so. I find it interesting that the only other time we find the word forgive in Ephesians is in Ephesians 1 verse 7 where we find the word aphiemi. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness, aphiemi, of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace. Aphiemi is the word commonly used in the New Testament to communicate forgiveness. It can be used judicially without any emotional content. However, what we discover in Ephesians 4.32 is a completely different word. These two words are unrelated. In Ephesians 4, a word is used which indicates that Paul is calling for the believers to show goodwill towards each other. The Greek, charizomai, is seldom used in the New Testament In this verse, it's used twice. It has the word charis, charis, in its root. Charis means favor and is usually translated grace. Paul was telling the Ephesians to be favorably, graciously disposed towards one another because God was manifestly favorable towards them in the Messiah. I wouldn't ask you to take my word for this. I'm not a scholar. However, I did find some scholarly backup for this in the English Dictionary of the New Testament. There we find this from the EDNT. It seems questionable whether Ephesians 4.32 is speaking of forgiveness, since the context is concerned not with guilt, but with kindness and compassion. It is a display of favor from one person to another. Again, in the English Dictionary of the New Testament, we read, 
Galatians 3.18 uses the verb in the sense of a show of favor on the part of the person granting an inheritance. Just to make certain that I'm giving you a complete picture, this word is used to convey forgiveness in Luke 7. The Lord said, when they were unable to repay, he graciously forgave Charizomai them both. So which of them will love him more? Simon answered and said, I suppose the one whom he forgave, Charizomai, more. This is found within the context of a controversy the Messiah caused when he forgave a penitent, heartbroken woman of her sins. Later in the chapter, describing the same interaction, we find the word aphiami four times. This is parallel to Charizomai employed earlier. For this reason I say to you, her sins, which are many, have been forgiven, aphiami, for she loved much, but he who is forgiven, aphiami, little, loves little. Then he said to her, your sins have been forgiven, aphiami. Those who were reclining at the table with him began to say to themselves, who is this man who even forgives, aphiami, sins? That's from Luke chapter 7 verses 47 through 49 and we're contrasting the word charizomai with aphiemi. We are called to be favorably disposed towards one another to the degree that we forgive those who trespass against us. If this is so, it is not a big leap to realize that we are called to forgive ourselves too. We are to deliberately be favorably disposed towards ourselves in our self-talk. We need God's help for this, and so we echo David's prayer. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. The content of your inner narrative needs to have this as a goal. Because you believe that it pleases God, you are to encourage yourself. Let's briefly review these helpful descriptions of an inner narrative that gives God's presence pleasure. Your inner demeanor is to be deliberately kind, helpful, compassionate, and favorable towards yourself. Let's reinforce this. Your soul exists in the manifest presence of the King. In his presence, one thing that needs to be rejected is self-directed resentment or anger. I believe that many have unresolved anger towards themselves because of things they've done, mistakes they've made, and things left undone. We should all seek to give God's presence pleasure by resolving these matters. To help us do that, let's take a look at the history of Joseph and his admonition to his brothers. Briefly, Joseph had ten older brothers who hated him. They sold him into slavery and told his father that he was dead. Joseph's life resembled the cycle of exaltation and suffering. Going up, he was his father's favorite child. Going down, he was rejected, betrayed, thrown in a pit, and sold as a slave. Going up, Joseph became a privileged steward. Going down, he was falsely accused and imprisoned. Going up, he became highly favored in the jail and interpreted prophetic dreams to important people. Going down, 
Joseph was forgotten, neglected, and remained in prison. Going up, 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 Joseph was exalted to the right hand of Pharaoh. Then Joseph got married, saved the region from starvation, consolidated Pharaoh's authority, and provided for his family of origin. He was reconciled to his brothers, reunited with his father, Jacob, the most favored man on the planet, and Jacob gave him a privileged position and a double portion when he blessed Joseph's two sons. On the other hand, his brothers were moral and emotional messes. We read in the intervening chapters of some examples of godly character development. However, overall, they lived with guilt, regret, deception, mutual recrimination, and tension. Earlier in Genesis, Joseph's brother, Judah, was exposed as a hypocrite and was transformed as a result of his humiliation. It is a sordid story with a good outcome. Later in his life, Judah was prepared to sacrificially offer himself up on behalf of his family. When Joseph was revealed as alive and their family's benefactor, these brothers were humiliated, frightened, and angry with themselves. Here is what Joseph said to them. Now, do not be grieved or angry with yourselves because you sold me here, for God sent me before you to preserve life. Genesis 45, verse 5. These words, grieved or angry, are the words that describe these men's murderous rage when they determined to avenge their family's honor. Genesis 34, verse 7. Now the sons of Jacob came in from the field when they heard it, and the men were grieved, and they were very angry, because he had done a disgraceful thing in Israel by lying with Jacob's daughter, for such a thing ought not to be done. Being grieved at ourselves because of what we have done or did not do is an emotion as old as humanity. Being angry with ourselves accompanies that grief. Joseph's counsel was that they should stop it and adopt a faith-filled perspective. Joseph was favorably disposed towards his brothers. He forgave each of them. He forgave all of them. At times, we may be grieved or angry with ourselves. When that happens, let's take Joseph's advice. It will give God's presence pleasure. Be favorably disposed towards yourself. Do not allow the sun to go down on any self-directed anger. Here are the verses we have examined. All bitterness and rage and wrath and clamor and abusive speech must be removed from you together with all wickedness. Become kind toward one another, compassionate, forgiving one another, just as God in the Messiah has forgiven you. Ephesians chapter 4 verses 31 and 32. Let's turn away from self-directed bitterness, rage, wrath, clamor, and slander. Let us identify and reject all self-sabotaging motivations. As we do, we continue to construct a dwelling place for God in our souls that both blesses Him and opens us up to knowing Him like He wants to be known. Stop. Turn. Go in the other direction. 
Let's pray. According to Psalm 51, verses 10 through 12, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence, and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation, and sustain me with a willing spirit. Along these lines, pray again. Lord, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Love and War is written and presented by David Harwood. Editing is by David and Sammy Avino, who is also the producer and technical advisor for the podcast. David is the pastor of Restoration Fellowship in Glencove, New York, and the author of the books God's True Love and For the Sake of the Fathers. To purchase copies of David's books, please go to loveofgodproject.org. The theme song for this podcast is Skirmish, from the album Combustion, which was written and performed by Leonard Jones. Additional episodes of Love and War can be downloaded on the Podbean app or through iTunes. For more information on Love and War, Restoration Fellowship, God's True Love, or For the Sake of the Fathers, visit us on restorationfellowshipny.com, loveofgodproject.org, book.forthesakeofthefathers.com, or you can follow us on Facebook at Restoration Fellowship NY, Love of God Project, Love and War DH, and For the Sake of the Fathers. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to email David at loveandwar_dh at yahoo.com. As always, please remember to share Love and War and support us by leaving a positive review on iTunes and Podbean.